Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Chris Vines, and I do not have Dan Carson with me today. Instead, I have my favorite person in the whole wide world, my wife, Sydney Vines. Sydney, say hi to our listeners. Hello, listeners. So, Sydney, how are you today? I'm good. I'm staring at a man with noticeably less facial hair. Yeah, it's still there. Tell, tell him what. Tell him what I did this morning. Um, he went and got a haircut, but failed to mention to me that most of the beard is gone. So, I'm gonna have to re-memorize his face <laughs> yeah. over the next couple of days. Yeah. But it looks good. I'm feeling kind of naked on the podcast today, <laughs> so it's a good thing it's a podcast. But. Uh, yeah, I've had a beard for going on two years, I guess, two and a half years. To have a le- legitimate beard, I guess, yeah. if you can call what I had a legitimate beard. But anyway, I I knocked a lot of it off today, or had my, my barber do that. And he, he looked at me, and uh, when I told him what I wanted to do, he, he said, are you sure? And I said, no, but we're going to do it anyway. And uh, Because he knows how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, and then about halfway through, I told him, I said, Sydney doesn't even know about this. And he's like, are you kidding me? And I was like, yeah, you need to probably be aware that she's coming to your door today. And so, yeah. It looks good. Anyway, well, today uh, is is a special day. This is the first time that Sydney has been on our podcast. And uh, this particular week, Dan uh, is just super busy as his son Riley is getting married uh, this weekend. Uh, we're currently recording this on December the 30th, and so we're about to turn in the the new year. But uh, I thought that we would take this opportunity to give Dan just a a week off, let him focus on his family, uh, the wedding at hand, and and give us a chance to be able to talk um, husband and wife about uh, ministry and and just a few different things. Um, But first, before we get into the, the meat of the conversation, Sydney, tell us, what was your favorite Christmas gift? Well, Christopher, I'm so glad that you asked. Um, It would have to be the beautiful, beautiful work bag that you purchased for me. Who purchased that for you? It would be you. Yes. My my favorite gift came from you. Yes. Am I am I a good gift giver? You got everything on my list. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I did do that. I did do that. (laughs) Men out there, just stick to the list. Okay. Don't try to be creative. Because when you're creative, things fall apart, <laughs> quite literally. So, anyway, yes, yeah, Cindy, you did get a nice, nice bag. Hey, my my unexpected but favorite gift from you mm-hmm. was Google. Yeah, Sydney gave me Google this year. I did Google Nest Audio. I don't know what it's called. It's a it's Google called, speaker. I don't know. He can say "Hey Google" and "Hey Google" helps him do yeah. all of the things. So, so out in my workshop, there is Google now and. Uh, I can say, hey, Google, play me some music, and Google will play me some music. I can say a lot of things, and Google will now 
she's now my assistant. Google's my assistant, and so I'm. I've moved into the. What century are we in? Twenty-first. Are you sure? No. <laughs> we are in the twenty-first century. All right. Well, today, guys, uh, specifically what we want to talk about is a, a little bit of the, the life that we've been living, and, and we're also kind of in a transition stage in our family and our marriage as well. And um, and so I wanted to bring Sydney on specifically for this because uh, it, it pertains mostly to her. Um, and I think she has a lot of insight, and we know that many of you guys who are in ministry uh, maybe are, are married, maybe young in your marriage, and we still consider ourselves young in our marriage, although it's been 10 years in this coming May. Um, it's important to remember those kind of dates, and so I've got that one marked on my calendar. But yeah, it's, it's crazy that it's been 10 years. Uh, we have a couple of kids, and they're kind of tinkering in the background right now, but uh but yeah, so I wanted to specifically ask Sydney some questions in regard to um, being a full-time mom, because for the past, uh, really for the past nine years, uh, she has been a stay-at-home full-time mom, and let's just let's just call a spade a spade. A lot of times that gets a bad rep. Um, it it, it you, you get comments like. Uh, Oh, you don't really have a, a real job. Um, maybe one day you'll have a real job, all those kind of things. And so, Sydney, let's just start right there uh, and, and just ask, is being a full-time stay-at-home mom a legitimate real job? Absolutely. And not is it a legitimate real job. Not only is it a legitimate real job, it's about 10 legitimate real jobs. I have been... Um, the chef, the chauffeur, the manager, the... I'd be really cool if you could come up with another sh word. Yeah, Chef, no. chauffeur, and... The laundress. <laughs> laundress. <laughs> Handling all of the laundry. Um, yeah. But it is hands down the most rewarding job that I've ever had in my entire life, and the hardest. Yeah. Well, you've handled it well. If you've never heard me say that, which I hope you have, but you've handled it well, and I'm thankful for you. But you know, let, let's let's talk a little bit about um, just just kind of the ins and outs of it, because I think when we started that journey, because it was a journey, um, we weren't really we weren't really expecting it, um, and and we had talked about it a little bit, but it's something that the Lord put on your heart early on, even before Carson, our oldest, was born, um, and and He changed your heart on it, but kind of walk walk through because I think we've got some some listeners out there that would be interested in hearing just your heart behind uh, behind it like why did we make that decision um, why was it something that that I thankfully did not have to in any way really persuade you on it was something that you joyfully walked into yeah so it's it was definitely something that I joyfully but I would say hesitantly walked into um, we definitely knew early on in our marriage that once we started having children, that that was our desire for our home. Um, not just in a family sense, but in the ministry sense too, that's so that I could be your helper in that way as well, taking care of our family so that you could, um, just dive headfirst into ministry and I could handle things on the home front so that you could serve the Lord in that way. Um, now, when we had our first child, it happened a little sooner than we expected. And so becoming a stay-at-home mom happened sooner than expected. And at the time, I had my dream job 
at Southwestern Baptist Seminary as the event coordinator for institutional advancement, which was a job that we patiently waited for um, and prayed about and was such a wonderful fit and was a blessing to our family. Um, and I, we had planned on me going back to work after we had our first child, Carson, but in his goodness, the Lord had other plans. And, um, the short story of it is Chris was offered a position at the school and we couldn't both have full-time benefit bearing positions per school rules. So either he was going to accept the new job or, um, I was going to stay where I was and we prayerfully and for a little bit tearfully considered what that looked like. And it was hard for me to leave my dream job that I'd worked hard for and that I absolutely loved. But um, just seeking the Lord, He quickly changed my heart. I thought that I, while I had the desire to be a stay-at-home mom, when it was hit with reality, it was a little terrifying and I didn't really think that I wanted to do it. Um, But He changed my heart and Chris and I were so blessed that I was able to stay home even a week before our son was born and be with him from the moment he came home from the hospital. So it was a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you need to know, cause this is obviously the first time you guys have ever, uh, or most of you have ever heard Sydney's voice, but Sydney is a, is a go getter. Uh, she, um, is very gifted when it comes to, um, coordinating, uh, not just coordinating small things, but coordinating big things. In fact, she is, um, she is a wedding planner coordinator. Uh, she's a florist, um, and I don't know if she would consider herself that, but she is certainly a florist. And over the last few years, she's been running a uh, uh, a wedding coordination business that she started up. And and so she's just she's always been that way. She's always been a go getter. And so when she's saying that it was prayerful and in and, and many ways tearful at that time, like. She was a go-getter back then, for sure. Um, but the Lord changed her heart to be someone who didn't stop being a go-getter, but uh, wanted to fully embrace being a, a full-time mom. And I can't tell you how much of a blessing that was for me uh, as just a, a young husband, um, someone who's trying to figure out what it means to lead a family and still trying to figure that out as well. And so I'm thankful for how the Lord just... Um, through His grace on us in, in that mm-hmm. sense. Uh, but, you know, many years have passed. Uh, well, I say many, several years have passed since that original yeah. decision. And, <laughs> and it wasn't always easy. Um, yeah. You know, I think we could certainly talk about how it was a sacrifice and all that kind of thing. But I don't really, I don't really want to talk in those terms because to us, yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think we would admit that there were sacrifices made. But to us, it was this was what we were supposed to do. This is what we needed to do. And this is what what we wanted to do. Um, we didn't want other people raising our kids and we, we wanted you to, uh, to be there with them. And, um, that came with, with some difficulties. And so our kids now are both in school, Mm -hmm. but share, share with our listeners just a little bit of, of, um, as we started out in ministry, our Mm -hmm. kids were still young. They're, they're in the home. What are, what are some things that, that, that we just, that you as a, as a mom who were there, was there day after day, um, that you encountered that maybe you didn't expect um, that were difficult, but also filled with joy. And I know I'm putting you on the spot here to think back, but yeah, well, I first want to back up a second and just say that 
you know, I don't want it to sound like Chris and I are saying that the only way to raise a family is with a full-time mom in the home. Mm. Um, I think it's important to say that. I think that it is obviously a different decision for every family. Mm-hmm. Um, and absolutely culture tells us that it's a huge sacrifice and that you're, you know, giving away extra income and all of that. But I just, I also want to say that Um, while it looked maybe from the outside on the inside that it was a huge sacrifice, it never felt like that. Um, it has always been such a great joy while yes, we didn't have two incomes. Um, the Lord has always provided in every single area that we needed. Um, and I'm so thankful for that, but I just want to make it really clear because I think sometimes, you know, it can be a, well, you're a good mom if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're a bad mom if you work or vice versa. And I don't ever want it to sound like that. It was the right fit for our family and that's where the Lord led us. Um, I do encourage you, you know, if you do have the opportunity to do that and serve your family in that way, trust the Lord. If he's telling you to do it, 100% jump on it. Yes, financially it can be a little scary and yes, it's draining, um, but it is the most rewarding thing that I've ever been Mm -hmm. able to do for our family. Um, Okay, so back to your question. Um, One of the things just from the get-go that was most surprising for me, as Chris said, I like to get things done. Um, And I was so used to walking into my office and making a to-do list. And by 5 o'clock, having that to-do list mostly marked off Mm -hmm. and feeling a sense of accomplishment for the day. And if you have been a stay-at-home mom, you know what I mean when I say this. You never feel accomplished, ever. (laughs) Um, The laundry is never ending. I would, you know, making three meals a day, cleaning up the living room constantly from all the toys. And that really bogged me down in the beginning, just feeling like, okay, I've gone from somewhere where I'm accomplishing something every single day to feeling like I never get anything done. Um, and even the Lord was gracious in that and just brought people into my life. Um, a particular mentor that as I was just through the trenches of it and we were in the beginning of ministry, um, we moved to hope for Chris to start at Garrett Memorial when Carson was only 10 months old, our first child. And, you know, starting our ministry here and having a young child and, up to that point being very involved in where we served in ministry together and having to kind of take a step back and just remembering how guilty that I felt because Chris and I have always seen each other um, as a team in ministry um, where he goes, I go, and I always want to support and help him in any way that I can. And to have to kind of take a step back and not be as involved was really, really difficult. Um, But I had to, and then as we were, getting ready to welcome our second child, just being distraught over that and how I wasn't with the youth as much or I wasn't getting to be at events as much. Um, And having this wonderful mentor in my life tell me, your job as a mother is to disciple and lead those children to the Lord. And that was a game changer for me that I no longer had this pressure of, well, I'm not serving, I'm not discipling. Um, the students that we've been entrusted with, but my focus should be on those little boys in my home. Um, and that, that was, that was kind of a, a pivotal change for me that I no longer saw being a stay at home mom as 
never accomplishing anything, getting bogged down with the same old, same old, constant laundry dishes, all of that. But the gift I had been given in being the primary discipler of my children. Yeah, that's that's so good. And and it, it showed in our home. Um, and it, it, take, it took an adjustment for me as well because... Uh, because I had I had to I had to shift my view of Sydney for that and not put um, unrealistic expectations on on her and I didn't do all always do that perfectly but it's it was something that that we grew in together and are still growing in together and in fact you know we're, we're skipping over a few years but we're in a spot now where both of our boys are in school uh, and we're, we're blessed to be in a place where we have a, a Christian school that they can go to and uh, homeschooling was never necessarily off the table for us, but we we kind of learned uh, as our boys were getting older that um, just because of the position we're in, uh, the place that we're in, having the Christian school here, that this is this is where the Lord wanted us to to put them, um, and, uh, and and so we made that decision to to put them into the Christian school, and so the the conversation started between Sydney and myself a few uh, a couple years ago of. You know what is it going to look like? What is her day going to look like when they're both in school? Because she didn't want to just sit around the house all day um, waiting for them to get out at three o'clock, and um, and so the Lord put a, a huge blessing in, in our life uh, most recently, and, and particularly in Sydney's life. And she is she is now working a uh, another full time job, uh, and uh, is is in my opinion knocking it out of the park. And so Sydney, tell us, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing for almost three months now. Um, and, uh, and why you love it so much. Yeah. So, um, the, what Chris didn't mention was I had decided many years ago when we were having the conversation of what am I going to do when our children are in school? I worked by tell off to have the full-time wedding and floral business because I didn't want to go back to a real job. <laughs> I wanted to work, absolutely. Um, I like to be busy, but I didn't necessarily want to go back to a normal nine-to-five. And so that is what I have been working towards for the last five years. Um, and it has been a huge blessing for our family. And the Lord had made it very clear that that was where I was supposed to be. And he blessed that business. Um, but... As we know, the Lord also can change things up in an instance. And over the summer, actually while we were at SOAR, I just in passing was talking with um, John Merriweather, who is the director of operations at BMA Missions. And he mentioned that there was a job opening that was perfect for my skill set, um, knowing that I was a wedding planner. And I just kind of laughed at him. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But, you know, I live in Hope and are in a full-time business. Well, the Lord would not leave me alone about it. And little did I know he was setting our family up for a huge but wonderful change. And after a few months of a lot of talking, um, I talked to Chris about it a lot prayed about it a lot, um, spoke with John about it a lot. I accepted the full-time remote, I we are not moving to Conway, <laughs> um, position of um, relationship manager for the BMA of America missions department for the global missions. And what a joy it has been. I have always loved missions and had a heart for the mission field um, and never in my 
wildest dreams did I think that um, I would be able to work in this way. Um, so yeah, so basically my role is brand new. It's the first time that anybody has held this role. Um, it was a needed role and it sounds really fancy by title, but basically all it means is that I am the liaison between the missions department and our churches and our people um, so that I can help educate on what's happening across the globe. I can answer questions um, and kind of get all of that information from our office to you guys um, and help you figure out what's what's happening in the lives of our missionaries. Mm-hmm. You also get to set up really cool booths at all of our different BMA events, don't you? I do. I do. So that is... I'm learning that. I am used to doing major setup for huge weddings and things like that. But what I'm learning is that conference booths are not necessarily my strong suit. I love the people. I love chatting with them. So definitely learning that. So yes, conferences. So from now on, national meeting, SOAR. What else do we have? Senior adult conference. Senior adult conference. Yeah. I will be there at the missions booth, so come see me. Awesome, awesome. Well, we uh, we could say a lot more. There's a lot more to be said. I mean, we, we've skipped over a, a lot of things, um, but but particularly in, in your new job, you're working on something, you know, have been working on something uh, over the last couple of months. Uh, we've got a big event coming up in just kind of the, the rhythm of uh, BMA life. Uh, World Missions Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to give you an opportunity to just be able to, to share with our, our friends out there um, when it is, what it is, um, what they need to know about it. Yeah. So uh, if you are not familiar, World Missions Day is our kind of big fundraising day for the year. It happens every year in February. This year, it will be on February the 27th. That's the official date, but I know that there are many BMA churches that they celebrate World Missions Day all throughout the month of February, or they have one Sunday of February that is their giving day, but we recognize it on that last Sunday of the month. Um, This year, I just absolutely love our theme. This year, the theme is broken, um, and it comes from the verse, kind of what the whole behind the theme is Matthew 9, 36 through 38. And it says, when he saw the multitude multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So many times when we read that verse or hear that verse preached, um, the focus is on how the laborers are few, um, which is true. And absolutely, we need more laborers and more people out on the field sharing the gospel. But the inspiration for this year's theme was um, off of the phrase, he was moved with compassion for them. And that's where you get the word broken. Um, He was moved for compassion with the broken people We live in a broken world. Um, There's pandemics, political divide, poverty, persecution. But in a broken world, Jesus was burdened for broken people. So that's kind of what we are centered around this year, is that we want you guys as the BMA to be broken for broken people, not just concerned with sending out more labors, um, but that you 
are as broken as we are for those that need to hear the gospel. Um, so last year was the first year that the Jerry Kid Missions offering was a thing. Um, and so that is what we give to. And so World Missions Day will be raising money for that. So we are, we're just so excited. We've already had a wonderful response um, for registration. Um, we would love to have your church register. You can go to BMA Missions webpage and go to the World Missions link there and register your church. It's free to register. All that does is let us know that you're participating and then you can order supplies like bulletin inserts, donation envelopes, um, posters, things like that. Your pastor will get a free polo. Um, there's also my information on that webpage, or you can email me. It's sydney, S-I-D-N-E-Y, at bmaam.com, and I can help you with anything related to World Missions Day, answer any of your questions. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to it. All right. All right. Well, Sid, we're going to have to have you back on the podcast uh, for other conversations than this one, um, but... I've enjoyed it, and it's been. Uh, I hope it's been beneficial to our listeners out there. If you guys see my wife uh, behind a missions booth, be nice to her. All right, <laughs> take take a piece of the candy that yes. she is trying to give out, and uh, and listen to what she has to say um, because I promise you, uh, you'll be blessed by it. And um, anyway, so we're just thankful. We're, we're thankful that the Lord has seen fit to to send this our way um, in, in an unexpected way. But but really what we wanted to um, just convey to you guys, our listeners today, is that um, we we were we are people. I don't say we were. <laughs> we, we, are we, we are people um, who are, in every sense of the word, imperfect. Um, we are people who are, are trying to figure this out. And I, I don't think anybody... Um, else who would come on this podcast would say otherwise about themselves or, or us. Uh, and we certainly don't want to be so self-centered to make this all about us, but I would, I would simply give you the suggestion. If you're at a point where um, you and your wife, or maybe, maybe you're not married yet, maybe you're engaged or you, you have someone that, uh, that you're looking to, to marry. Um, and, and this is one of those conversations that, that you are having or want to have about, um, what happens when we have kids? What, what's that going to look like? I think that's a worthy conversation to have. It's one that you need to be on the same page about. It's, it's one that you, you, you really have to be on the same page about. And uh, I, I think the, the two things that I would say just to wrap us up is one, and first and foremost, submit yourself to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Submit yourself to the Lord. Um, make sure that you are in a posture of surrender, um, of humility, where you're trusting Him and what He has uh, for your life and to know that whatever whatever direction he has um, is much better than anything you could come up with. And I love how Sydney said it earlier. Uh, our story is not everybody's story. Um, not everybody is in the same position as we are or as we were. Um, and so that's why this this right here is all the more crucial. Don't submit yourself to the story of others. Don't submit yourself to something that you think that just has to happen. Um, and certainly don't uh, allow yourself to become prideful in whatever decision you make, but submit yourself to the Lord, um, not just once, but every single day. And uh, I believe He truly will direct your path. And the other one, um, 
I, I'm, I'm tempted to say is, is practical, but that one that I just said is very practical, um, if you hear me correctly. But this other one um, may come as a little bit unexpected. If you're, if you're a, a, a guy out there, um, and I don't want to exclude our ladies as well, because this is true for them too, but for the, the future leaders of homes, please listen to me. Don't put yourself in a uh, position financially where you feel forced for your wife to work. That's not a popular opinion, but it's one that I'm going to give out. Uh, because many times we force ourselves into these trains of thinking that we have to have two jobs in order to make ends meet. And look, I know that the world is expensive and it's only getting worse. Believe me, we've got two boys and they are starting to eat us out of house and home. <laughs> but be wise right now with uh, the money that the Lord has blessed you with, um, what, whatever it is, however much it is. Stay away from loads of debt to the point where you, you feel pressured into doing more than really what um, you, you should be doing. Uh, and I, I would say that that was one of the, the great blessings that the Lord gave us early in our marriage is an understanding that we, we didn't need um, everything that, that sparkled and glittered, if that's the right way of saying it, um, and as tempting as it is to want to have certain things, but to, to realize that there are bigger things at play. Um, and, and so I'm so thankful that the Lord put that on Sydney's heart. He put it on our, on my heart as well. Um, and so we are imperfect people, but we are people that want to submit ourselves to the Lord. And, um, and we're thankful that the Lord has, has done that and, and continues to give us direction in that way. So guys, thanks for listening today. Uh, we, we believe that, um, this is, uh, a conversation that, um, that matters. It's mattered to us and just being very vulnerable. It's where, where we are and where we've been. And so you guys keep plugging away. Happy new year to you. Whenever you're listening to this, whether it be, uh, uh, now or later down the road, I hope that you have a, a great 2022 or if you're distant, distant in the future and this podcast is still going on. Um, thanks for coming back and listen to us again. And, uh, we'll probably be like 50 years old then. And, who knows? All right. As Dan Carson always says, keep at it because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.